This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Coming up on 5-Minute News. Schools abandon classes as virus surges. U.S. piles up record October budget deficit of $284 billion. And Republicans urge Trump to allow Biden briefings. It's Friday, November 13. I'm Anthony Davis. School systems in Detroit, Indianapolis, Philadelphia and suburban Minneapolis are giving up on in-person classes and some governors are reimposing restrictions on bars and restaurants or getting more serious about masks as deaths per day in the US have soared more than 40% over the past two weeks with an average of about 790 to more than 1100 as of yesterday, the highest level in three months. But newly confirmed cases per day in the U.S. have rocketed more than 70% over the past two weeks, reaching an average of about 127,000, the highest on record. And the number of people currently hospitalized with the virus hit an all-time high of more than 65,000. Amid the staggering numbers, some state leaders continued to take a hands-off approach, pushing personal responsibility rather than government-imposed restrictions such as mandatory mask-wearing. Reflecting what has largely been a red-state-blue-state divide in the U.S., Republican Governor Kevin Stitt of Oklahoma has refused to impose a mask mandate, citing concerns about enforcement and a one-size-fits-all approach. In other states, officials have tightened restrictions, though not as much as when the virus first hit in the spring. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot called on residents to cancel Thanksgiving gatherings, limit all social gatherings to 10 people, and stay home, except for essentials like work or getting groceries, starting on Monday. Michigan's largest school district, Detroit, said it will suspend in-person classes next week for its roughly 50,000 students, joining other districts that have shifted to online-only classes. In New York City, the looming threat of a shutdown of the 1.1 million student school system had families and teachers watching case numbers closely. Mayor Bill de Blasio has said that in-person schooling will be halted if the rate of tests coming back positive for the virus in the city reaches 3%. The US is starting the 2021 budget year the way the old year ended, with soaring deficits. The Treasury Department reported on Thursday that the federal government ran up a record October deficit of $284.1 billion double the red ink of the same month a year ago. As revenues declined, while spending to deal with the impact of coronavirus soared. 
the October deficit was double the $134.5 billion deficit logged in October 2019. It smashed the previous October record of $176 billion set in 2009, when the government was spending heavily to lift the country out of a deep recession caused by the 2008 financial crisis. The deficit for the 2020 budget year, which ended on September 30th, totaled a record $3.1 trillion, breaking the old mark for an annual deficit of $1.4 trillion set in 2009. The Congressional Budget Office is projecting that this year's deficit will remain above the $1 trillion level, coming in at $1.8 trillion, the second-largest annual deficit on record. Private economists said the actual deficit this year will depend on a number of factors, including whether Congress is able to narrow the differences between Democrats and Republicans to pass more coronavirus relief measures. For October, spending totaled $521.8 billion, up 37% from a year ago and a record for the month. In a September report, the CBO forecast annual deficits will remain above $1 trillion through 2030. More Republican lawmakers said on Thursday the Trump administration should allow Joe Biden to receive intelligence briefings. In a subtle acknowledgement, the Democrat may soon occupy the White House despite the president's refusal to concede. Most Republican officials and lawmakers have publicly supported Donald Trump's effort to overturn the election results via a series of lawsuits filed in individual states following the president's unfounded claims of widespread voting fraud. Biden, meanwhile, has been moving ahead with the work of preparing to govern and spoke with Pope Francis as his fellow Democrats in Congress blasted Republican election shenanigans and urged action on the coronavirus pandemic. With a few states still counting ballots, Biden has won enough election battleground states to surpass the 270 electoral votes needed in the state-by-state -state electoral college that determines the next president. Biden is also winning the popular vote by more than 5.2 million votes, or 3.4 percentage points. A growing number of Republican senators urged Trump's administration to allow Biden access to presidential daily intelligence briefings. The president-elect traditionally receives such briefings from the intelligence community to learn of threats facing the United States before taking office. Biden has focused on planning his administration, with attention expected to shift to his selections for key cabinet posts ahead of taking office. He named longtime adviser Ron Klain on Wednesday as White House Chief of Staff, his first major appointment. Klain is expected to take a leading role in Biden's response to the intensifying pandemic that has killed more than 242,000 Americans, with a record 142,000 new COVID-19 cases registered yesterday. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Please subscribe, rate and review us at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an independent production covering politics, inequality, health and climate. Delivering unbiased, verified and truthful world news daily. History is complicated. 
The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.